0: to the Play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We are coming to you all the way from the frozen north. Whoa! It's not easy to stay sane in Alaska, so we get together with one of our favorite pastimes to let the voices in our heads up to play. <laughs> now, Ah! your name? I'm Veda, and I play Solana.
1: <laughs> I'm Zeb, I play Maddox i he playing, Daisy?
2: I'm Anna. I play Dior. <laughs> I
1: play
3: Dior. I'm Colton and I play the DM. Let's uh, go ahead and roll to do our. You know, actually, what do you guys feel? Um, I know visual, the way you picture things, is super important in an audio medium. Uh, it's been a minute since we described our characters, since everyone described their characters. What do you guys think about going around and briefly describing the way that your character literally stands, acts, and looks?
2: Sure. All right.
3: It's dressed, whatnot. Does that sound good? Right?
2: Yes. Yeah. And when it's time for the recap, I rolled an 18. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay. Great. I choose to roll during that time. I, I didn't say roll like yet, that so roll. it doesn't count, but great roll.
2: It very much does.
1: <laughs> uh, Maddox is is always looks fairly relaxed uh, he's got the like kind of the shift all the weight to the one one foot kind of posture mm. not great posture uh hunches a tiny bit but not a ton he's not a slouch uh he's slender not skinny he's not fit but he's slender um like he's out of shape slender kind of like me um uh black hair um white face, whiter face, like he's not super tan, purple, like a dark purple undershirt uh, kind of a, a brown vest sorry, light purple undershirt a dark purple vest and then kind of a different shade of dark purple pants his shirt's always rolled up and he's got a, a cap or sorry, a hat that's not as cool as Dacian's, it's a shorter brim <laughs> than his, so he doesn't look like a musketeer <clears throat> And he always is carrying a bag with his drawing books, uh, and his, uh, pet lizard that he made a macrame,
2: macrame, macrame. for,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> macrame holder for the glass bowl that his immortal lizard lives in. <laughs> uh, he's fairly disinterested most of the time in his facial expressions. He doesn't look at people a lot when they're talking unless he's really interested or very frustrated at uh, what they're saying. Um... No piercings or tattoos. Awesome. And some scruff. Like he's just not very Toss well kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but it never grows in thoroughly. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Maeve never looks relaxed. She is always on high alert. Um, kind of walking around and well, more stalking around all the time, hands on the hips. She is a shorter Little middle-aged woman, spiky whitish-gray hair. um, Usually has a bandana, a lot of accessories, shawls, patchwork skirts. Kind of just like a boho farm wife, I guess. It just doesn't have time to worry about stuff. Yeah, always wears boots and carries around whatever project she's working on, whether that be knitting, or crocheting, or beadwork, or leatherwork, or making buzzard board jerky on the go. Whatever she's doing, it's with her. (laughs) Satchel thing.
3: What else does she carry everywhere?
2: Attitude. Her attitude? Yeah. Her, oh, she always has her war hammer slung over her shoulder or stuffed in a boot. Awkwardly poking out of her skirt. <laughs> well
4: how you
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's an ungainly looking person. <laughs>
0: um, well, Solana is um, kind of taller for a woman. She is an elf, and she is actually forty, but because she's an elf, she doesn't look like a normal human 4 year old would look. She's still considered pretty young. Um, she's very, very tan. She spends a lot of time outside and in the sun, so she she definitely has some very tanned skin. Um, She's petite, but she's pretty muscular. She has strawberry blonde hair that's in a bun, but it's also very dreaded and filled with trinkets and braids that are falling out. And she has a very wide brim hat, but it is knit, and it is pretty, it's not sturdy, it's very wavy, kind of like a farm girl's hat, even though she's not a farm girl. Um, Now that she's not working with the church, as often. She's not wearing her vestments, she's just in her normal clothes. Um, which is very- lots of drapeys, short sleeve, kind of like, vesty shirt, but she always has, like, tons of things draped around her for hiding her skin from the sun that she'll put around her face, she'll tie it like a skirt, or and with her fluffy pants and boots. Um, she always carries around her bow now. Um, she loves archery, though she's only shot at people a few times now, which is- different for her um and oh she always has her sun pendant on she actually has um a sun tattoo on her arm as well because mm-hmm. um, she's not wearing her vestments anymore she doesn't have her shoulder little cuffs on anymore that would normally cover it um yeah that's it
3: awesome thank you
5: the scene is completely invisible <laughs>
2: <laughs> <It all time. laughs> the perfect spy
5: <laughs> no he's got a definite theme going for color he's he's got a wide-brimmed hat that is white it was white at one time currently it's Stained Whatever Color the sand Happens to be Mm. Um, As well as A Jacket And Pants that Are Of a similar color With the pants being A little Dirtier than The Rest of it It's got a pair of swords That are uh, Strapped to either hip And Moves fairly Confidently in whatever area he's in. He's so usually got a
3: a bag thrown over his shoulder. Alright. Let's everybody roll to see who's doing our recap. Don't forget to roll, yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Eighteen.
1: he didn't roll. <laughs> Thirteen.
2: Did last time. Fifteen.
1: I didn't say roll though. Well.
2: <laughs> Fourteen.
3: Ooh. Two. Oh
1: Ooh. man.
3: Okay. What? Ways. up. do we have the clock?
0: On your marks, get set, go!
3: Rock started talking, went to
5: figure out why. Maddox had a conversation with an old buddy and found out a little bit about what is going on in the world.
1: Time <laughs> 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 he'll he'll have have to do, do this often. <laughs> <laughs> true, he always rolls good for the recap. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, it's
3: messy now. Okay, that's where we're gonna pick off. Um actually Solana mm-hmm. currently and Maddox have just approached the circus grounds and it would appear that Sullivan's a uh, wagon is in flames, and Sullivan's form can be seen lying uh, in front of it, facing away from it. Um, what do you guys do?
0: Um, Solana would immediately pick up her pace, um, and start, if she saw Sullivan seen on the ground, check to see if if he's okay. If he's hurt or whatever, to see what she can do to help.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Maddox is kind of frozen. Um... He really doesn't like fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing not just the carriage or the wagon, but it also spread to some of the tents behind, it's a pretty decent sized fire yet. Yes. Um, so he's he's like frozen in place, eyes kind of wide, hands just, arms just kind of like falling by his side, and he's just looking at the fire, um, having flashbacks. Yeah,
3: the, the heat from the inferno that's rising makes the tent... Um, like in partitions, billow as the waves of heat make it go and swell. And then pieces of fabric that are mostly incinerated or ash are slipping away from it and drifting up into the night sky and disappearing amongst the stars. And shortly looking around you notice a very familiar sensation of ashes uh, falling all around you. uh, Kind of Silhouetting, obscuring the stars as they come down slowly, like snow, or like you—you uh, you would remember snow from from up north, from Perleton.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of—he's just kind of stuck there. And after like ten seconds or something, he's it, nothing about him changes, but just like a tear starts rolling down the side of one of his cheeks, and he's just kind of stuck. Mm. Solana, you approach the
3: scene, and. Uh, somebody is kneeling over um, Sullivan's body, and one of the hands says, he's dead, leave him alone, get the fire, the fire, the fire, the fire, and they seem to be working with a bucket train, and some people have rugs and blankets, and are approaching kind of some of the fringes of the fire and trying to beat it out, Uh, and other people are throwing buckets on the wooden stuff, kind of giving up the fabric is lost, and it is burning very quickly. Um, You approach Sullivan, Mm -hmm. go ahead and uh, why don't you first give me a perception check and then give me a medicine check. Okay.
0: Perception of 12. Medicine check of... Less.
3: 10. Okay. Perception 12. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: She's very tired. You notice
3: (laughs) that the uh, wagon looks like it's been burning for maybe 15 minutes. Uh, you feel his body's still warm You notice that he's facing away from the wagon uh, And looking at this scene, it really looks like perhaps he was alerted to something or uh, Realized that the fire was uncontrollable inside or realized that his wagon was on fire externally and egg- Exited quickly and it looks kind of like the way his position looks like he tripped and fell and uh, hit his like he's an older man and he landed basically on his face after falling off of a higher structure that kind of had some rickety steps that went up to it that he could pull down so it was a good about a five foot fall down forward on uh on his face and it looks like the old guy just didn't make it that's what you deduce
0: okay well hearing what done um, was being shouted and seeing that she would immediately um, join the line and start with the buckets to help out the fire.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, Maddox, you doing anything else? Um, I think as you just kind of sitting there, he would then, because most of the time when he uses this spell, it's subconscious that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, he's stuck and he's frozen and he hears this voice say, Maddox, wake up! Um, and he kind of snaps out of it, and he sees what's going on. He sees Solana working on the fire. and He looks down and sees uh, Sullivan, and he'll go over as well um, and check out the body and he's gonna try and investigate like the cause of death kind of thing sure. or what happened here. <clears throat> go
3: th- ahead and give me an investigation check as you're kind of just checking out the scene. Ten. A ten. With investigation. Um. I'll I'll say this. You want to get a closer look at the wagon. That's on fire? But it's on fire. It's on fire from the rear. The door's hanging open. You can see the interior is on fire a bit. Um, and, but, that's the only thought,
1: is you're like, if there's anything to be deduced, it's there. So he, <laughs> he's, he then starts having that conversation. He's like, I'm not going in that fire. If you want to know what happened, you're going to have to go in that fire. You, you. Why would you tell me to go in the fire? <laughs> Do you, you know what happens in fire. I'm sorry. Um, and he kind of looks at the wagon for a second. He just slumps his head. Okay. Um, so he's going to kind of climb up the back of the wagon and poke his head in a bit, very hesitantly. He doesn't like it. Uh, the said, back? You, oh, you said it's coming in the back, huh? Yeah, so, so the back
3: of the thing. wagon is it's fairly large. I mean, we're going to say this thing's about... Uh, the interior is 12 feet long about of of room inside of the wagon. It's all very heavily compartmentalized. In the rear where there actually is like a cook stove with a legitimate chimney going up not touching the walls um, but touching the ceiling if you want to call it the ceiling in mm-hmm. uh, that area is en flambe, the bedding gone. It's it, You can see where it burnt out very quickly, feathers and all over the frame which is burning slowly. Um, and yeah, there's a terrible smell kind of in there. Smoke is billowing out the front door. Um, peering underneath it is the easiest way. And it is, it's elevated up on the wheels. So it's easy to kind of peer underneath the smoke and see everything above is burning rather rapidly. Everything below is holding for the time being.
1: He's, he's going to get- grab one of the buckets of water from the line. He's just going to pretend he's at the the front of the line to grab one to throw on and he's just gonna dump it on it himself mm-hmm. um, and he's gonna climb in. Okay. So climbing up the steps which are uh, currently tipped out
3: like they flip out mm-hmm. um, go ahead and give me an investigation check as you investigate the wagon. Thirteen. Thirteen? Um, I'll say this with a thirteen Your ankle catches on something as you're climbing up the last step. Uh, Your left ankle, which was quite close to the side. What's that? 14. It's a 14? Yeah.
1: Okay. I thought it was a plus 5, but it was a (laughs) plus 6. So that's nice. Alright. Yeah,
3: and you glance down and you see there is a tiny hook that looks like it is sticking out of the side of the railing, kind of partition on either side of the wagon steps. And looking over to the other side, you can see that there is a second little hook and you see where the wood has kind of splintered and pressed away as though someone has screwed these two hooks one into either side of the stairs and taking a closer look at them, you can see a little piece of broken string, or twine actually, pretty hardy looking stuff that is still tied to one of the hooks. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is there anything more of you no know, like on the inside of the wagon if I peer my head
3: yeah so inside you notice that the windows broken mm-hmm. um, there's one glass pane window with four four little panes that are divided in it one of them is broken and the piece of wood over top of it is broken you notice that there's a rock on the floor kind of over almost underneath the bed and you can see that there is a large amount of the the burning kind of takes place near to the window on kind of like his countertops. The mechanical apparatus that played the music is currently uh, like making very weird spring wound gear, clockwork kind of noises and uh, heating up. And it looks like it's sinking into the wooden countertop. That's what you notice. Do I see the stone? You definitely see the stone. I'm going to grab the stone. Can I grab the stone? You can try to get in here, but it's on fire. That's why I dumped the water on me. Okay. Go (laughs) ahead and give me a constitution saving throw with advantage. I want to say going in and out of a burning wagon towards the back where his bed is. I'm going to say a 13. Oh, I got a 17 on the die. All right. So you make your way in very quickly, low to the ground. You grab this stone <laughs> <you> my shirt. <laughs> quickly, set it down and pick it up with your wet shirt. Your shirt's steaming as it touches this. Your wet shirt touches this rock, and you kind of quickly make your way back out. And you're tossing it kind of back and forth between your two hands. And uh, you can see it's. Uh, are you checking it out? It, it's just it's just a rock, but it very clearly did not belong in there
1: the the stone that i gave him oh no it is not the sending stone oh wait what what rocky oh you're talking about the one that was oh so it was thrown through the window Mm -hmm. is what i would deduce you probably deduce that so i didn't see the sending stone in there no i definitely wouldn't have gone through all that just for a random rock
3: okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was about the same size and you thought it was the sending stone there we go (laughs) all right
1: (laughs) it is not it's just a rock I look at it it's a stupid rock went in there for absolutely nothing (laughs) Um, just gonna toss it onto the ground and then go over to uh, Solana and just say what you doing
0: I'm helping put out the fire.
1: I don't think it's working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then help. You're the one that drug me out of bed to help. Help.
1: Well, this wasn't exactly what I had in mind, to be honest. I I actually, I think I got to check on something else. Uh, If if you want to stay and put out the fire, that's... You're doing great. I'm just going to kind of like take some back steps as I got my thumbs up. (laughs) You're doing so good. I'll I'll be right back. All All right. Stop looking at me like that. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> She's passing water. She's glaring at Maddox right now.
1: Passing water while remaining like Glare,
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: Uh, Maddox is looking for other people that aren't helping with the fire. Mm-hmm. They might be lingering on different buildings or so. Not maybe not necessarily. Um, oh, there's some spectators. Yeah. Uh, any people that are by themselves. Usually, when people are spectating fires, they're kind of drawn together mm. right, and they talk about it. They're like, What is that? Yeah. Uh, give me a perception check in the darkness. With triple advantage. <laughs> that's the most cocked it could be, but it was so close to an at 20. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be about 10.
3: 10? Yeah, uh, you're looking around, and there are some theater, uh, not theater, some circus folks that are kind of just standing agape, um, then some that are barely standing at all, <clears throat> a little sloshed. There are some of the folks that were obviously having too much fun at the circus from earlier. They're kind of sit there, sitting there, leaning back on their hands and observing the fire. But you do not see. Any, anybody like unusual and they're definitely like little pods of townsfolk that are kind of forming along the edge and then some of the other caravans because there are other caravans moving in and out you can see them sitting on their wagons and looking uh, it seems like all of the efficient space to be filled with people trying to put the fire out is being filled with people trying to put the fire out and there's nothing more to be done at the moment but to see which wins and how soon
1: Okay. Well, I guess Maddox would then just go to the back of the line as far away from the fire as he could be Mm. and start helping. Okay, passing the buckets? Yeah. Sure. But also, like, like letting Solana know that he's doing that. (laughs) Look, look, I'm holding the bucket. (laughs) He's a bucket, look.
3: Yeah, there's actually a, um, like, a a pump that goes a very, very, very long way over to the mouth, um, the big well, and it was put in by that larger organization that wants to have exclusive water rights for the city and uh there's people there manning that and trying to and filling up the large animal trough very 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 large water trough um and then people are daisy chaining buckets as quick as they can people are out looking for buckets and bringing more and very very simple to fall into line there everybody moves a little further back everybody moves a little further forward and you start tossing buckets until you see the fire is subsiding a bit. They're saturating the wooden elements. They've removed some of the other parts of the stage. They've removed the kobold wagon. Uh, the wagons that were immediately next to Sullivan's were uh, pulled away by a group of like 15 people that were pushing and pulling at the same time, dousing it with water as they went. And uh, Sullivan's wagon at long last is, is more hissing and smoking and steaming than it is smoking and burning but the uh, the fabric backing the elaborately painted stage uh, is almost completely gone and Mm -hmm. the mast structure that the, um, the trapeze artists and tumblers were practicing on is it looks very badly damaged though perhaps redeemable it certainly hasn't fallen or anything cool all the ropes have snapped.
1: What point would, uh, in the fighting the fire process, would Daisy and Maeve arrive? Because that's where they're heading.
3: So, I believe Daisy and Maeve are headed to the halfway point, right? Oh, mm-hmm. my bad. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can say, give me a perception check while you're headed that direction.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh my god. That's more like. 13 I got three. thirteen, three, three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mave like is it. three. Oh, <laughs> well, are you are well, Maeve's I upset? <laughs>
3: Mave's tired. Maeve hasn't been to bed yet. Maeve's mm-hmm. talking. Any number of things could be going on, but probably all of them. Dacian, as you're walking, you do notice a plume of smoke. Mm-hmm. You also clearly remember that the rendezvous point is the mouth. Mm-hmm. What you do with that information is up to Dacian. There are two of you.
5: Dacian would have gotten to the rendezvous point, saw the, and seen the plume of smoke, and would have asked Maeve to stay there um, while he went to check it out.
1: But would Maeve have? No. (laughs) They can't hear you yick your (laughs) (laughs) head.
2: Maeve would not. Maybe like, well, I'd rather actually go see what's going on. I don't have anything to do here.
5: Okay. We'll see if we can find Maddox then. And if we don't find him quickly, I'll come back here and wait for him. Or you who can.
2: Sounds like a plan.
3: Cool. You guys make your way towards the Plume of Smoke. Mm -hmm. It actually starts subsiding. um, And when you arrive, you can quickly see because they're closer to you than the wagon. Mm Mm-hmm. Where the chain starts, you can see Maddox working, which is bizarre. And mm-hmm. up further up the line, you can see
1: Solana. But Matt, you can also tell that Maddox is, like, making a show that he's working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm working so hard. Oh, man. Oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> but if I saw and kind of, like, approaching, I would just kind of drop hand the hand of Bucket over to the next person and leave the line. <laughs> just kind of stand next to him and turn and face the people. Guess what happened? <laughs> what happened, Maddox? Somebody threw a rock in that window, scared the person, Sullivan Outside, where they had lined a tripwire and weakened the first step on that porch, and he fell? Hear this head and he died.
4: Hmm.
1: How do you like that detective work? Also very sad that he's dead. Can't help but feel a little bit responsible.
5: Where's where is Sullivan? He's well. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's he's gonna, gonna go him take a there. closer look. At him. <laughs> sure. He would. Particularly, he's looking for the sending stone that Maddox had not mentioned just now, and see if it was still on him. Were
3: mm-hmm. you we gonna pat him down?
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. He was <laughs> also gonna roll him over to see stealthily or obviously. Obviously. Okay. He wouldn't try to conceal it anyway.
3: Yeah. He's not he... gonna make a show of it either. When you.
5: No <laughs> right.
3: Uh, yeah, no, you're not. Here's what happens. You go to pat him down, mm-hmm. and you can hear some of the carnival workers, the gawkers, and they're like, What are you doing? Have Working. some respect. That's all he would say, and he Working. would continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they kind of like gather up and they walk up and they're like, Hey, have some respect for the dead, man. And it wouldn't take you very long to do what you're doing. Give me a, an investigation check. 20. 20. You pat him down. He's not wearing his getup. He's wearing pajamas. And he has nothing on him. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You notice they're not singed. They're not uh, particularly smoky even. Um, You can't smell overpowering smoke on him compared to just the area in general. Um, What was your your investigation check for him? Was it 20? Yeah. Uh, You can see... Uh, you flipped him over mm-hmm. you can see there's definitely some blunt force trauma to like his forehead mm-hmm. it looks like he tripped forward and, and hit the ground like unexpectedly hard mm-hmm. um, and about four or five feet in front of his wagon it's like he tripped to the top and went flying pretty good and hit his head pretty hard like he had help making that distance not necessarily. No? okay. You can definitely tell he was moving. Okay. And that he he missed in some way hard and landed basically on his face. Okay. After about an eight foot journey.
1: hmm I would like kind of walk over to where the group is mm-hmm. around and I'm like, hey people, people, give him some space. This here's a special man who works for the the team. Yeah, Late. Okay. Max. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he would stand away. up and shake his head and walk away mm-hmm. yeah they're like
3: yeah good you, you should leave <laughs> he doesn't care what they think yeah.
5: <laughs> he would turn around to find Solana and Maeve and say just say to, say out loud when you guys are done we'll be over here and move off Mm-hmm. um to see if Maddox had any other information that he didn't share. See what else he had found when he first got there. Mm-hmm. You took us away from the group? Just you.
1: Oh. Well, what's Just... up?
5: <laughs> Was there anything else that you found out when you got here? Anything else that you noticed? Did you check inside the wagon?
1: I looked in the wagon. I didn't find anything except for... Well, nothing out of place except for a rock that was by a broken window, which is why I figured they threw a rock in there, and then he ran outside to try and catch who did it, and that's when he took the tumble. I looked for the sending stone in there, but I did not find it. Hmm. So I assume whoever came over here afterwards probably lit the fire and took the sending stone. Though I don't know why they want it. I also looked around... After to see if I could find anybody suspicious, he puts in quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not really my expertise
5: <laughs> It's probably a little too late to find them anyway
1: Well, a lot of times people want to watch stuff burn Especially when they let fire
5: <laughs> True But why did he fall? Did he just
1: miscalculate when he took his first step? I told you They put a trip line On the first step And they also Screwed a couple of hooks In the first step To weaken it Okay And that's why he fell So he runs out The momentum mm-hmm. And the broken step And the trip line Flies Old man Face Dead
5: So it sounds like They do have an idea Of what they're doing Why would they
1: If they are smart Why would they stick around I just told you I didn't find them. What do you want from me? (laughs) You want me to say, I'm sorry, Daisy, and I'm an idiot? No, I didn't say that. (laughs) Well, what do you want? (laughs) I didn't find anybody around. Probably because... Yeah, I see. You're trying to make me feel better. Because I didn't find anybody. The only reason I didn't find anybody was because there was nobody to find. You're right. Thank you.
5: (laughs) He mutter under his breath to Maddox. Good job. Keep up the act. And turn around a little act? We'll
1: <laughs> okay. And Back up, everybody. Yeah. Envoy of the King. Is that the act you want? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Give oh. me a persuasion check. <laughs>
4: okay. Oh my. Like, me? Not you know, 20. So natural
3: 20. Everyone's like, oh, oh. And they start. Backing up, they're like, clear clear some room, clear some room. But
1: keep fighting the fire. Don't stop what you're doing. That's great. Sorry, Solana. There's like a little flame (laughs) shooting up the side (laughs) of of the
3: stage. And they're like, what? Keep fighting? Okay. No, you're doing great. In fact,
1: do it better.
0: Solana is glaring at Alex like so hard right now.
1: I need to go grab a bucket, man.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Maddox was yelling at Daisy, and he would have been looking around to see if it caught anybody's attention especially, not just out of curiosity but anybody that would have been trying to figure That had a little more curiosity than normal to what was going on
3: Okay, yeah you're just reading the reaction mm-hmm. crowd, give me an insight check 12? 12, Twelve. No, no. looking around, everyone seems to be... All eyes are glued on whatever's the most interesting thing. So when it was not the fire, briefly, they were glued on Maddox. <laughs> when the fire shot out the side again, and he said, no, no, keep fighting it, keep fighting it. Then it went back on to daisy chaining and, okay. and fighting the fire. Except for Solana.
1: Solana's glaring. <laughs> and Maddox has now gone back to the line and oh, gotten yeah. buckets. But <laughs> well, you probably do notice that he's... Fairly uncomfortable, obviously, around this fire.
2: Mm-hmm. Maeve had joined the firefighting efforts right away, including conjuring her unseen servant. So there's Maeve. She did not join the, the chain. She is running back and forth with her own bucket. And <laughs> 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 <So good. laughs> she's got a, a, an unseen servant trotting along next to her, also with a bucket. Hmm. Um, so there's her with a bucket and then a uh, floating bucket.
1: Mhm. Just
2: try to carry yourself yep, mm-hmm. From the fire.
1: Splash, splash. <laughs> I think unseen servant moves really slowly. surely So it's pretty <laughs> Yeah, just like a <laughs> <just laughs> in <crawling along laughs> As you run past it <laughs> Yes. People uh, keep trying to run up and grab the bucket. No. <laughs> and it got your hands. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just let it do her thing. Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Solana would also be keeping an eye out for anyone that may look hurt, so that when the fire subsides, she can help if anyone got like burns or anything.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. One guy. It's pretty hurt.
0: Well, he's too hurt <laughs> for me to do anything. Yeah.
3: He's dead. <laughs> the fire seems relatively contained.
5: While this was all still happening, Dacian would have gone over to the side of the wagon that the when the rock had been thrown from, mm-hmm. and walked up and down the area trying to see if he could find anything that was remotely out of place, in case they had dropped
3: something or, or give something. me an intelligence check, just just intelligence, just intelligence, excuse me, okay, just intelligence, just intelligence. Eighteen. Eighteen. You recall that there were wagons parked on either side of his, and you know that they have been moved?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but for the most part, the wagon that was parked next to his, on the left side where the window was, mm-hmm. should have been mostly obscuring the window such that anybody standing in front of the wagon or behind it would not be able to have thrown that rock. The only way someone could have thrown that rock is if they were standing in between the two or on the other wagon. Okay. Then he would
5: look up right on the ground and maybe try to find out, figure out which wagon had been moved from that spot by mm-hmm. maybe walk, checking out the trip. The ruts in the sand or something.
3: Sure. Investigation. Fourteen. Fourteen. Easily enough, uh, you can see where Uh, the ruts and the um, like amalgam of men and women together pushed the wagon and pulled it away and it's not that far away kind of off kilter and quickly someone threw the chucks underneath the wheels so it doesn't roll off Mm -hmm. and it's just sitting there lights out Um, quiet no 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 we crawl up on
1: the
5: roof real quick just to look. Survival check for tracking.
3: Five. Five? <laughs> Five?
4: Yay, it is, yeah,
3: <laughs> it is a wood topped wagon. Thin ish wood on the, the top, but it, it needs to be. There's good supports underneath it. The frame is very solid, and there's an enamel paint. It's very thin that's layered on the top and this one is a bright orange color um, and you can see that there have been people standing up on top of the wagon mm-hmm. there's legitimately uh, kind of like a, well, there's a chimney sticking out of it and kind of a platform that looks like it's elevated from the ceiling as though you're supposed to sit there or could sit there with a the pillow pretty easily mm-hmm. and enjoy the ride um, so traffic, quote unquote, traffic, foot traffic up there would not be unheard of. You don't see anything definitive or damning. Okay. He would crawl down and
5: help fight the rest, the remaining of the fire, mm-hmm.
3: which is almost gone. It is almost gone at this point. Yep.
1: Oh, that's it. Right kind of went out <coughs> and that was all done. Uh, Dacian would have, or sorry, Maddox would have gone over to uh, uh, Solana and uh, Dacian and Maeve if, assuming, I just imagine we would gravitate back to each other after mm-hmm. it was done. Um, and asked them, so where's the other rock now?
5: Dacian has it. Or,
1: I have it. Um okay. well, could you not?
0: <laughs> what what about the rocks?
1: Oh, uh sorry, uh, we didn't get we didn't cover that on our run uh, <laughs> And I to kind of explain the the whole thing with the, the phantom calls on the rocks uh, and Sylvester here. um Sullivan? Yeah, Sullivan, that guy. Uh, he had one of them, and now he's dead. So I'm assuming that he got the same call that myself and Maeve got, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Everybody give me a perception check at this moment. Oh, no. I would like to roll a 20. 23.
2: Oh.
3: 22.
1: Well, not that. Solid 6. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, perception 15. 15, okay. Yeah. 15 and up there.
3: As you guys are discussing, you can see the smoke that is rising up still from the fire in the night sky. And the moon is is very big tonight Um, for whatever reason. It seems very large and very close. And you see in the smoke briefly, uh, there is the impression in the absence of the smoke um, that it's almost like a letter that has been drawn in the smoke, lit by the moon behind it, and it's uh, it's it seems to be some kind of a rune, and uh, it's kind of even though it was only there for three seconds, it was there for too long. The smoke held still for too long, held position, and it wasn't there long enough to get a great look at it. But you remember it, the shape of it, vividly, vividly of this strange rune kind of in uh we would understand it is sort of looking like an R with spikes off the back of it and an extra embellishment and dot here or there.
1: Did it look like one of the runes that was under the place underground, the mountain runes
0: in the castle?
3: No. So those were definitely giant. Okay. Um this is why don't you give me uh, anybody who saw it can give me a uh, history
1: <laughs> check or an
3: arcana check.
1: Uh, 20. 9. 29? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we add all of our 10s. Uh, Thirty-nine. 20.
3: Uh, Maddox, you recall just from I want to say actually you would be remembering it from Pendleton Wick's Personal journals, some of which were not transcribed in, or books that were not transcribed in his cipher. Um, some of them were on runes and uh, old powers, and on ancient legends. And one of them contained uh, information on the first language ever recorded as written, and it was—it's like it's celestial. It's the language. ...of the creator himself. Uh, And people... ...that worship him... uh, ...believe that you can still see... ...remnants of his creation... ...in the form of these runes... ...appear throughout the world. uh, In glimpses. Uh, And you just saw... ...one that was presented in such a way... ...that you read it and recall it vividly. Like, you can see the page turn in your hand... You can taste the dust on your finger as you wet your your uh, hand to turn the page and the rune that you're looking at the way that it was presented, you just know somehow in your mind that it means the word secrets. Did you guys see that? I did.
0: See what? Yeah.
3: Okay. Did you see it a drop from Maeve? Oh. Maeve, you can make a history check or an arcana check
0: doesn't seem normal. Good. 15.
3: 15. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not recall. You study runes and you do not recall what that means. Hmm. But it seems kind of familiar. It's not unlike giant runes. Um, but it is not a giant
1: room.
2: It's not a giant room. Cool. Cool, cool,
1: cool. Uh, also it's it's not a it's not a, you know, a dwarfin room. It's not right. an elvish rune, right? It's mm-hmm. not a human rune, right? It's not a, an imp rune. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought we were just listing things that it's not.
0: Do it's you know what it is?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, actually. And he acts like a little bit smug. I, I kind of do know what it means. Um, that right there is a rune from one of the original languages, uh, Celestial. Uh, it means secrets. Are you making this up? No. It seems like he is.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Babe, can does I, not believe him. Can I make a roll? <laughs> yeah. yes. give me an insight
1: roll. <laughs> Dacey would believe yeah.
2: him. Oh, natural twenty! <laughs> I got a dirty twenty. Why? Now? Yeah.
3: So you guys divulge that he's very happy with himself, enjoying the moment, and is telling the truth. Fully believes what he's saying. <laughs>
1: I hope you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I do not. Well thank you.
0: But why would a rune appear in smoke of secrets?
1: I from imagine the fire? It's a message. It's from somebody. I don't know who. Or a warning. A warning?
0: Before I mean we ever started the fire?
1: I imagine the capital's involved in this somehow. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since so so the world's been turning. been turning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the way it's been turning. Um. Started the... Secrets. Right. <laughs> we went under the. Alright. <laughs> Wait a minute. Want some beer, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Sorry.
4: <laughs>
1: um, secrets. We went under the palace and we found those green body castles and we were warned about that. Um. Did anybody divulge any of that information? What do you mean? I mean, we were told specifically from the Crown not to tell anybody about what we saw down there.
0: Oh, no, I didn't tell anyone.
1: Can Maddox do an inside <laughs> check on me <Maine laughs> specifically? <laughs> Because yeah. you
3: look, I'm pretty sketchy. Maeve, are you, how are you presenting yourself? What is your attempt <laughs> at presenting yourself here?
2: Maeve is uh, looking up in the sky and trying <laughs> to remember what exactly she talked about at the book club um, before she says whether she divulged anything or not. So she's okay. going through the conversation in her mind from start to finish.
3: Okay, give me, okay, give me oh, a deception oh, check is then me. as you are fact checking yourself and trying to appear normal.
2: Ooh. Yeah, nine.
1: You want me to roll Yeah,
3: insight. Um, thirteen. Thirteen. You can see her thinking. Instead of just answering your question, she's thinking. Mave,
1: what's you? What are you thinking about? <laughs>
2: Well, see, I went to my book club to see if I could decipher this potion. She pops the potion out of the, out of her bag and starts looking at it while she's talking.
1: Maddox just kind of sees us going down a rabbit trail <laughs> and just says, more specifically.
2: Well, see, there was a person there and I was asking him about, about the potion. And, you know, one thing leads to another. And, and I did mention that things were going on at the castle.
1: Who, who is the person?
2: Professor Scuttlebutt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Professor. <laughs> um, that's, that I name. feel like it you're making that name up. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it
2: wasn't Professor Grouse. Fennel. It was Professor Fennel. Fennel. Fennel.
1: Fennel. Fennel. In the work the academy. Magical history.
2: I believe he might. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guys, I feel like this might be a message to us. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps we should speak less.
2: <laughs> it could read be com- more. It could be completely unrelated.
1: It it could
5: be. You're right. It could be. Well, we could find out. May would you like to hold this stone for a little while and see who shows up?
2: Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come on, we'll be we'll be around.
2: I don't think that helped,
1: Mister. He had Sol- nobody. Sylvester Sullivan. Solvester. He had nobody watching his back. <laughs> that's true um
5: we're gonna do it tomorrow postpone it put the rock somewhere safe grab it again tomorrow and see what happens
1: well we're assuming that they can stop they stop being able to track it once we stop using it but what if they already know where it was what if they're at bond with bond right now
2: I ah. need to go home now. Maybe is going to like leave. <laughs> like not and my bod bond. Morph's there too and then I got my dogs to take care of. What if they hurt my crap? Off she goes. <laughs> Solana's following.
1: Well, I think I'll go home and get some sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's go. <laughs> okay.
5: You'd we'll watch everybody run off. <laughs> oh, Max <Mads> isn't running. <laughs> okay. He doesn't do that. <laughs> he might be like You know, trudging. Well, while they run head along into whatever's going on, let's see what else follows them. Hmm. Can you disappear for a little bit? Or...
1: Oh, you you're talking your... to me. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you were narrating no. <laughs> <laughs> or talking to yourself. <laughs> we're slipping into. Daisy's <laughs> talk. Let's
3: see what else
5: follows. <laughs> <So>.
2: Dramatically positive.
5: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <clears throat> or have you worn yourself out a little bit
1: much? I can go invisible one more time, but after that, That's I'll be it. relatively useless. Um, how about I just run with them and you go quote-unquote invisible in your own way? Okay. We can try that. Okay. Wait up! <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna start running.
3: Alright. Uh, you catch up, Daisy and you're falling behind mm-hmm. and seeing who's doing what, right? Mm-hmm. You do not catch anybody following or tailing them. Okay, And you use, pull out all your stops and use all of your usual tricks and such. Mm-hmm. Um... You guys are going back to Mae's property, right? hmm
4: Yes. So you hang a
3: right uh, at that familiar place where the battle with Billy took went down, you know, at the gate, at the perimeter of her property there. You cut up through the road, through the middle of the crops, up to the front porch, and uh, the dogs start barking as you grow uh, near the front porch. The first step <clears throat> creaks, and the dogs bark, just like normal. Everything's very normal, except for there is a note that is attached to to your front door with looks like just a nail
2: okay I'm gonna read it
3: cool. You tear it off and look at it and it says looks like we all have some secrets I know you work for the king I'd keep my mouth shut if I were you
2: alright maybe it is my fault <laughs> 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 She's gonna hand this note off to Solana and like burst into the house. Bond, Bond,
3: the dogs are jumping at you as you open the door. Uh, you're are you going up to Bond's room? Yeah. She comes out and her head's wrapped in a towel, and she says, "You've caught me. I was enjoying one of your luxurious baths. I did not." I did not even need it, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I did not smell, and I bathed last week.
2: That's just fine. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Did you hear or see anything?
3: No. I was singing. <laughs> Madness just rolls his ass. <laughs> All
2: right, Morph? Morph? She's going to go looking for Morph.
3: Morph is out cold. <laughs> he's been okay. He's been up at the circus...
1: And they may, may not have snuck a drink or two. Uh, Maddox is going to look at the handwriting mm-hmm. if he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and see if he recognizes it at all from the box writing. From the quill.
3: Sure, yeah. investigation check on the handwriting. Uh, nine. A nine? A it's nine. It's not neat at all. Mm-hmm. The uh, handwriting on the box is Clinical. It's mm-hmm. almost like you had Suspected magically conjured Handwriting as in like Somebody is using Magic to write specific Runes mm-hmm. basically like magical typing yes. Um uh, This is super sloppy Uh and you smell I'll say with a nine you can Smell there's a little stain in the corner You smell a little bit of booze
1: Oh uh, Did Morph write this? <laughs> Um, would Matt would Daisy and after seeing that nobody followed them Would you make yourself known or would you just yeah. stay at that Yeah he would have After waiting a period of time he would have
5: Joined the rest of the group to See what they discovered
1: Well it looks like we've been had They know About secrets <laughs> uh, They know Bond's here I'm sure After being here And they know where you live You probably know where I live then If that's enough for them I hesitate to check my house, but I would actually like to. Um, Jason, you want to follow over there? I can do that. I'll be bait one more time. Hmm. See, that's a team player, Maeve. (laughs) (laughs) We said we'd do the rock
2: thing
0: tomorrow. Maybe you should rest instead.
1: Where? Where is safe? (laughs) Here yeah we're all here place that just had the the nail stuck in the door saying we know your secrets you better keep your mouth shut well i guess that kind of means they don't want to kill us right away
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so we'll just keep our mouth shut by sleeping
1: (laughs) snore (laughs) (laughs) all right um okay he's like exhausted (laughs) he doesn't have any energy left to, Mm -hmm. to argue or come up with any other ideas just kind of goes over to, in front of the fire, grabs a pillow from under Morph's head and uh, goes on the ground and goes to bed, <laughs> sleeping May. with the dogs.
2: <laughs> May would go to the couch, grab a different pillow, put it under Morph's head, back under it, and then go back, go to bed and do some light knitting before she went to sleep.
3: Gotcha. <laughs> Wind down. <laughs> yes. Click, 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 click. Your head drops. Will you a little keep bit. it down up there. Click, 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 click. Your head drops a little bit. Click, 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 click.
0: Um, Solana would just curl up on the couch.
3: Huh. The buzzard bore couch. Yep. Yeah, with little hoofs for feet.
0: Yeah, she's a little just creeped out. <laughs> just <laughs> closes her eyes tight and doesn't think about it. Huh. She falls asleep.
3: There's definitely a knitted blanket that (laughs) you're not quite sure. It's got one too many corners. (laughs) 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 Or few. It's an odd number of corners.
1: (laughs) Max just kind of mumbles, uh, Dacian, you want to take first watch? (laughs) (laughs) And second.
5: (laughs) Sure. Dacian, what are you doing? He's gonna go outside to the... To Maeve's well, find a patch of muddy ground, dig it up a little bit, shove the rock in there, mm-hmm.
3: tamp it back down, and then go uh, crawl up on the... So I like this idea, um, Maeve does not have a well.
1: And there's no mud. I thought she- <laughs> Everybody I thought she draws
5: water
3: from the mouth. Okay.
5: Yep. I thought she had been collecting her water somehow. Or filling her little. Oh, uh, morphs, uh, morphs the morph water point.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, All
3: right, he had been yeah. carrying. Okay, did a he have lot a lot sp- of what he does is is go uh, draw lots of water from mm-hmm. the mouth and irrigate
1: her, her property. Right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so does he have a spot that he normally puts it? Because I had I had painted a picture of uh, something like that, but I don't know if that's actually accurate anymore.
1: Like a rain mm-hmm. catcher barrel or something. Well, where like someplace place where he runs, would
3: too. collect mo or yeah, where he would collect it or. Yeah, so it all gets to to water the crops. You dump it into like some cisterns that are positioned around the property that allow the water to run down shoots. Okay. That yeah. Disperse it through the soil everywhere. It's like a kind of an elaborate, but very old method of doing it. Okay. He would probably
5: go to one of those that have some soft ground near it because I'm sure he spills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Bury it there and tamp it back down.
3: Okay, so you're burying Mm the snow.
5: All right, how deep? Just a foot or two, just so it's under, but fairly easy to get back to.
3: Maybe just a foot. And uh, what is your trick to remembering where it is? Um, Mark, I'm sure
5: the the reservoirs have a certain pattern to them, right? Uh, Yeah, they do. He would. he would pick one of them. I'm not sure what the pattern is, but he would pick one that stands out in that pattern. Sure.
3: Okay. And just right side, left side, whatever, from the house. And then where are you going to position yourself uh, while you're forming your watches? On the roof. Okay, up that ladder where you on <laughs> the buzzard board. Up that ladder. That darn ladder. <laughs> it has been resecured with yarn. <laughs> um <so. laughs> and it's it's holding yeah it's not too the the dogs you can hear them bark a little bit Mm -hmm. when you clamber up onto the ladder but you don't hear any more stirring so if it woke anybody up uh they anticipated that it was you Mm -hmm. uh you look out over the property you can see some people moving on the street either towards or from the north gate or the crowd of morning uh people who are getting an early start on getting to the mouth to fill up their uh, jugs of water and you keep an eye out over the property as the sun actually begins to rise uh, over the horizon piercing orange ray of light and that is where we will call this episode
0: Thank you for joining us in tonight's adventure. Don't forget to tune in Tuesday, 7 p.m. Alaska Standard Time to catch the next installment of Frontier Fiction. I'm Veda and I'm playing Solana.
1: I'm playing Maddox.
2: I'm Anna playing Maeve.
1: Wasey playing Daisy. And
3: I'm Colton. I've been your DM. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you want to interact with us, tell us anything, ask us a question, whatever, you can do that on our socials. We've got and Instagram at Frontier underscore Fiction and we have a Facebook page and uh, use Facebook Messenger and Frontier Fiction on Facebook. Love to talk to you. Everyone have a great morning, afternoon, evening, or night or whatever it is you're in. Mm-hmm. Bye. Toodles.
5: Catch <laughs> you guys next week.
0: Happy New Year's.
5: Keep it sickle.
4: <laughs> <laughs>